guys. Welcome. Uh, Sports with Life podcast. Edgar, Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez here back. Uh, it's been a while. I'm trying to do this as much as possible. A little busy at the time. Um, but um, we have a lot to unpack from this weekend. Sports in general, just a lot of stuff happened this weekend. And um, let me just start off real quick um, by, I guess, thanking sports, right? Um, sports creates um, friendships. It creates outlets to get away from the outside world. Um, it creates, you know, it was, it was sports is for, can be for anybody, really. Um, and um, I love it, man. Just weekends like this, it makes me, um, yeah, it makes me happy. I had a whole lot of fun Saturday. Uh, starting out early, um, UFC Saturday, college football, obviously. Um, playoff baseball, obviously, I followed the Padres, as you could tell. Um, didn't have a good weekend there, but it was still very enjoyable, very good games, very fun to watch. Um, Yankees lost, so that's good. I don't know anyone who really likes the Yankees, to be honest with you, around around my area. Um, what else? There's definitely uh, was there boxing on this weekend? No, that was last weekend. Um, soccer, Premier League, MLS playoffs. Um, we got as of like right now, we got Champions League um going on right now, and um, you know, there's a lot going on. It's just it's, just, it's a good thing they have right now, especially around this type basketball. Uh, Nuggets started off a little bit rocky. Uh, won the next two games and got beat up last night. Don't know what happened, but um, because obviously if you're in Colorado, um, it's hard to watch the Nuggets locally because of uh, BS that I've talked about before, and it's still going on. Doesn't matter. Um, but then you also got cool stories like um, was PJ Walker, Tyler Heinke, uh, Ta- was it Taylor Heinke, Heinke, Heinke from the from the Commanders. Um, I've I've talked about them before. I gave them their I've given them their flowers on the on this show before, and um, it's great. I mean, and PJ Walker is going to be the starter even if Baker's healthy or Sam Donald's healthy, and uh, good for him. And he balled out against the Buccaneers. Um, isn't that crazy how that works out, right? Um, Robbie Anderson's gone, Christian McCaffrey's gone, um, and all of a sudden they're a good team, which is you know crazy, right? Because I mean, you look at Chris McCaffrey, unbelievable running back, unbelievable player, um, but was definitely the focal point of um, of that uh, of that offense, and probably was too much of a focal point, um, and didn't let a whole lot of other people shine. And now look at this: PJ Walker from the XFL, Heineke, uh from the XFL as well, uh, balled out against uh, the they beat. I'm trying to think without. I am. I'm old. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, uh, don't worry about it, how, what I'm pushing. Um, Washington beat Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if we're looking at two age quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, because both of them mold, obviously, Tom Brady was retired. Uh, Aaron uh, Rodgers definitely had retirement on the table um, if terms were met. And um, maybe they should have taken it. They are not in good they're not in good standings, literally and figuratively, with um, you know, with the team. I'm not saying that they're 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 the bad part of the team. I mean, you look at the Buccaneers, um, the offensive line has to be switched around quite a bit. 
And uh, to be honest with you, Tom Brady's for 45 years old, 40, I don't know, 45, 46. Um, I, I think it's still amazing what he's doing. And he still throws a, he still throws a rock. So he throws the pill pretty well. Um, Mike Evans let him down this weekend, dropped a wide open pass. Would have been in touchdown. No one would have, would have been in touchdown. No one was around him. Um, drops it unlikely like Mike Evans. Um, that could have changed the game. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he needs a little bit of help too. At wide receiver. Uh, and it's, 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 uh, it's a bit crazy where they're at, at at this point in the careers. Um, not fully out of it. Um, but sometimes they're just not looking as they're a shell of their older selves. Right. Um, but it's crazy to watch. I mean, you look, I mean, look, you got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, then you got PJ Walker and I gotta, I gotta get this guy's name right. Hold on. Taylor Heinke. I want to, I don't want, I gotta, I don't know why. I'm drawing a blank. Taylor. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. Jesus. Um, I mean, every time Heineke gets in there, he balls. Especially, you know, that playoff game, which I talked about, I don't remember how, but maybe a year ago, a year or so ago. Um, two years ago. Who won? Yeah, two years ago. Um, a couple seasons ago when they won that champ, uh, Buccaneers won that championship. He almost put him out by himself. He he took the Buccaneers to to the. He almost took him home, and um, he balled out. And he was injured, I think, in that game, and he still just balled out, and he still played as hard. As, you know, he got it. He deserves to start. He, I think, he probably should have started over Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz got hurt, and uh, look what happens. Who knows if Carson Wentz has a job when he gets back? I mean, he'll have a backup job probably. Will he get the starting job? Probably not. Who knows? You guys know Riverboat Ron. He'll throw those. He'll throw the dice. He'll he'll hit on seven. He'll hit on seventeen. He doesn't care. Yeah, the, you know, little blackjack reference there. He'll hit. He's he's that ballsy. The guy beat cancer. What the fuck's he scared about? You know. And um, it's crazy. I mean, you look at the Panthers. Defensively, they played well against the Buccaneers, and. And then you, and then they with, with, without with losing Matt Rule, um, no Baker, no Sam Darnold, no first round picks. PJ Walker's in, no Robbie Anderson, which really he wasn't doing much anyways. Um, no Christian McCaffrey, uh, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Bubba, um, came in, picked it up. Uh, Devonta, is it Foreman or Freeman? Is that the Freeman? No Foreman. Um. Devonta, I'm gonna call him Devonta because that's his name, and uh, they all picked it up, and it was a team effort with a backup court, with a backup uh, backup quarterback, like a third string quarterback, and then also a backup coach, second second tier coach, or not second tier coach, but an interim coach. There we go. Um, it's pretty crazy, right? These are the type of type of stories. I this way you should show kids is like, hey, these guys want first rounders. These guys grinded to get there where they're at. Your dreams are never over. Um, it's good stories. These are good stories, and people should watch this more intently. Um, I mean, it's it's cool to watch. I think it's cool to watch the underdogs, the not the forgotten guys, right? A lot of people weren't talking talking about Heinke. They were like, "Oh, Chad, oh, Carson Wentz, and blah blah blah." Yeah, really hasn't been much. Uh, Carson Wentz is the guy here, so, um, 
it's pretty crazy. It's pretty fun. It's it was fun to watch this weekend. Um, what wasn't so much fun to watch for Uncle Edgar was um, um, was the Broncos. I mean, I have no, I have no words. Very, very little words to sit here and be like, well, you, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Defense always does their job. Um, that's the positive side of this thing is the defense is unbelievable. Defense is so good. Um, held uh, Wilson to, I don't think he, I don't think he threw a touchdown pass. Um, uh, Brees Hall broke for that one banger. It was 62 yards um, for a touchdown. That killed the Broncos. And that killed it. And that was the only thing, that was the only bright spot for that offense. Um, other than that, I mean, Jesus, it was all field goals. Um, the Broncos even score. I don't even remember the Broncos even scoring. What ended up being? I don't even remember the, uh, the score of the game. Uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't remember the score of the game. Um, I gotta look it up. Was it 19 10 or something like that? 19 something. 16 to 9. And they were uh no, it was a they did we did score a touchdown. And McManus missed the PAT. And I mean everyone on that team, except for the defense, is definitely not doing their part, I feel like. Especially now that we come out that they're fielding trades for AJ Hamler, Jared Judy, Bradley Chubb. Um, I, in my opinion, I mean, Camler, Hamler isn't really getting the 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 love he should get. He's bailed these te- this team out in big situations where Jared Judy hasn't, uh, Bradley Chubb hasn't. I mean, they've just been underperforming, in my opinion. I've been watching Jared Judy drop passes. Um, I don't. Know, I mean, I, I just don't know what's going on with the dude. But that's just. I mean, that's that's what I've seen, right? I don't know if everyone else is seeing the same thing. I don't. I don't see a top tier receiver. Every now and then he'll be like, "Oh, look! Look what I could, look what I could do." Um, but it's not a complete package. Cortland Sutton hasn't showed up. Um, I think we're really missing Tim Patrick, which really sucks. Um, the tight ends, Greg Dolchich, has been playing very well ever since he got his taste. Got back of got back. Finally got his first taste of NFL. Um, from uh, injury, um, Alberto, non-existent. Don't know what's going on there. Beck is kind of, you know, had to fill in those roles. Um, Beck and I uh, can't remember the other tight end's name. Um, but tight ends are playing well as far as the receiving core goes. But everyone else, very inconsistent. Um, running backs, of course. Losing Javante Williams just sucks. Um, Melvin Gordon, um, thank God he hasn't fumbled. Um, but it's still not that guy. Latavius Murray's come in. I think he's, I think he might be, I think he's going to be RB1, I think, when it's all said and done. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson was hurt this weekend, did not play. Uh, Brett Rippon came in, did his best, still wasn't good enough. Um, it's just, This is a, uh, I'm going to take a word my friend Mo uses, word, uses conundrum, which I think means, I think conundrum means we're in a pickle. We are not in a good spot. I'm not 100% sure. I think that's the context it uses. Um, That 
offensively, it's just bad. And in turn, that doesn't help the defense because if the offense is not on the field controlling the clock, the defense is out there majority of the time, and and it's hard on the defense, which we've seen before. Um, if they're out there, it's if they're out there too much. I mean, it's just too much football, and it's just too tiring. Um, towards the end of the season, we just look worse, and and we're not even. I mean, I'm not even looking at this season in general. We're looking past this next season too. Um, offense doesn't pick it up. We don't start winning games. We start losing that defense. Who wants to come here and play defense if we're not going to win games? Why would Patrick Satan Jr. want to stay here long term if we're not winning games? If we're not doing what's necessary to 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 win games, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Russell Wilson said that, right? Russell Wilson said when uh, I didn't sign in, you know, I didn't sign here for the money, blah blah blah. I signed here to win, right? Let's ride, let's win. Has been no winning, and the wins we do have felt like losses. I mean, we're lucky to be two and five right now, going into London this weekend. Um, it's definitely been uh, a rough ride, um, figuratively speaking. <laughs> a rough ride for uh, the Denver Broncos. But big props to the defense. We have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, it's just not enough, man. And kicking was atrocious. Cookies had been atrocious. I mean, I don't get to beat a, a dead horse here. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just beating a dead horse here. It's the same shit every weekend. And Hackett hasn't done himself any favors either. Still questionable play calling. Um, I feel I, I I'm kind of still surprised, really, to be honest with you, that he still has a job. I feel that, um, definitely a loss against the Jaguars. He's done. Um, after this weekend, it's it was it was kind of tough to. I mean, I don't ever want to see someone lose their job, especially in his tenure, you know. But not not a whole lot of changes are being made week to week. He started his press conference, uh, post conference, um, by saying, "Oh, I'm tired of losing. It's every week is the same thing." Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Let's make some changes. You haven't made a whole lot of changes other than the quarterback, and you kind of had to make that change. And from my understanding, too, though, and shout out to George Patton, is he tried to make a move for um, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I guess the package wasn't good enough, or he didn't want to come here. I don't know what the deal was. Um, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did make a, a move for Christian McCaffrey, because why not? Right? We need help at the running back position. <laughs> we need help quarterback when you up a receiver um but what can you change there i think if you are to make moves because if we still have a tread day deadline i mean people are saying there well just go pick up champagne you can't just pick up champagne right as a coach uh saints own the rights to champagne because he retired with them with the with a little bit of contract i think one year left in his contract um so there has to be a trade there has to be trade or something, some sort of compensation there to get a head coach like Champagne. Um, maybe you trade, maybe that's where you, that's where you send 
Um, Jared Judy. Maybe you send Jared Judy for Sean Payton, right? You send Bradley Chubb for this, for, for Sean Payton. This is where you make that change. This is where you get a veteran, veteran, uh, a veteran coach, which I thought we should have gotten in the first place. Veteran coach who's been to the Super Bowl a couple of times, um, knows how to coach a veteran, knows how to head coach. There's a difference between a coordinator and a head coach. Head coach, a a, a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback, knows how to handle a team, a team's day to day. Um, day-to-day tasks as far as a whole, a, a club as a whole. Um, I think that's what we need. I think that's what we always need. Um, you also probably have to make a move maybe for Kareem Hunt, who's been wanting to trade for a while. Maybe you make a move for Kareem Hunt, who's a hell of a running back still, um, but probably probably sick of being second fiddle uh, to uh, um, to Nick Chubb. Maybe those, type of those, maybe those are a couple more moves you have to make. More uh, ball security, right? Maybe a little bit more confidence for um, Russell Wilson moving forward that maybe he has a running back that will block for him, um, that will be open for him, that understands the game a whole lot more um, than what we have right now. I mean, there's a lot of changes you can make. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of player personnel changes you can make, but if the coaching isn't there, I mean, it's, it takes, I've said this before, and it takes a village. And I'm very, I'm erring on the side of optimis, optimism, optimism, that it takes time to build a team, right? I think three years, two years minimum, two, three years, right around there, um, to, for everyone to gel together. And this team was kind of put together last year. Defense is on their part. Offense is where we're struggling. I mean, and I, Ultimately, it all comes down to what the head coach, even the quarterback as well, um, decision-making. So we need better decision-makers. I guess that's what he comes down to. So who knows? Um, who knows what happens moving forward? And um, I hope we go across the pond and we get a W. That's what I <laughs> – the only win I think the Jaguars got last year was in London. And I don't remember who it was against. Maybe it was the Saints. I can't remember now. Um, but they got a dub uh, last year. And now I think there's one and only dub they got last year. Um, so we'll see what happens. As a Bronco fan, not good. <laughs> not good. Um, what are the interesting games happen this week? We talked about the Packers, Commanders, Bucks, Panthers. Oh, um, what about the Giants? Giants are what five and six and one. They're six and one. And I talked about them last podcast, one I did, and it was it's pretty uh, crazy story. No one counted them in. No one had them, uh, you know, doing anything. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're first in the East. Right? Is that what we're in? Uh, is that what they're in the East? NFC East. Um, are they second to the Cowboys? Let me see. Stupid. Um, no, they are. Oh, shit. See, the NF- NFC East is what the AFC West is supposed to be. <laughs> D- 
these they, they just flipped here, man. Um, Eagles six uh, six and zero. Oh, my glasses on six and zero. Uh, Giants six and one. Cowboys five and two, and then the lonely Commanders three and four. Um, this is that's it's pretty crazy, right? No, who saw this coming? I don't think a whole lot of people saw that coming. Um, Jalen Hurts has done a good job, which I mean, I'm not surprised. I would see Boomer sooner, Oklahoma sooner here. Um, I've seen what he can do, and for some reason, everyone's writing him off. Trade, trade Jalen Hurts. You know, trade him. He's playing unbelievable. AJ Brown's playing unbelievable. Um, Devonta Smith as a whole, the whole team as a whole. You got Goddard's that defense playing well. Um, coaching wise, they're doing well. So, I mean. Almost halfway through the season, pretty much halfway through the season, they're the only undefeated team, the best team in the league right now, followed by the Giants. Cowboys are playing well. Cowboys are getting their win. They got Dak Prescott back. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, just I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think that the Giants were going to be worth the shit. I thought Saquon, ba- Saqu- uh, Saquon Barkley would be hurt by now. Uh, Quadzilla is that what they, who they call Quadzilla? Is it AJ Dillon or him? They both have uh, ridiculous quads and probably got, you know, I'm not gonna go that far. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable, uh, unbelievable to watch, even as a Seahawks right now. Well, they're four and three, they're number one in the NFC West, um, followed by the Rams, the Niners, and the Cardinals at. Three and four. Isn't that crazy? All three wins, four wins for the Seahawks. Um, honestly, they shouldn't have won the first game against the Broncos, but here we go. Um, football, yeah. Oh, football is always amazing to watch every weekend. Um, football and football. Um, but Saturday, yeah, I got to watch UFC um, early in the morning. Uh, my breakfast had a little bit of a, a little bit of brunch episode, right? Started about ten thirty my time. The was it the main card? No, it started earlier than that. the 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 prelim card started at like eight or something like that, eight or nine, and then the main card started at noon. Um, it was pretty fun. Obviously, the big takeaway from that, I mean, the big, the big thing from that was Makachev beat Oliveira. Um, handedly, right? Um, I think Oliveira got a little bit careless, got wrecked with the right, got dropped and choked out with the arm ahead choke, arm ahead triangle, whatever you want to call it. Um, the second round and got the dub and got the win. And I didn't, I, I thought Oliveira was going to be probably a little bit more dominant than that, but, um, that's how, that's how it rolls sometimes, man. I don't know, um, what the game plan really was for Oliveira. I couldn't tell, but. Um, Makachev stand up looked pretty good. Obviously he dropped him and obviously his submission game, his wrestling game is pretty good because he got the submission. And I mean, I don't know for me, it was a little bit, I don't know, a little bit underwhelming. I think, um, I think it was just a little bit underwhelming as far as a championship fight goes. Um, but props to Makachev. I don't know. I really wasn't for some reason. I, for, um, this is just me, right? Obviously I liked Oliveira, wanted him to win. Um, and the the fight in general, just everything leading up to, it just wasn't, I don't know, wasn't hype enough for me. I guess 
and which is fine, right? Because there's a lot of other fights I was looking forward to. But the co-main event didn't live up to much anything. Either uh, Sterling versus Dillashaw thought the fight was going to be way better than it was. Dillashaw obviously came in, I mean, came in very injured. Um, said he dislocated his arm, his shoulder, whatever, like 20 times in fight camp. Very selfish move um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously he got his pay, got the championship uh, uh, title fight, but should have never been there in the first place. Um, he just should have never been there. And um, it made for a shitty co-main event. And for me, it made for Aljamain Sterling. Still, he's not legitimized in my mind as the Bantamweight champion. He's just not to me. And um, he got the he got it by disqualification from Peter Yan, right? He got it from Peter. I mean, Peter Yan, we're gonna talk about here in a second, because he's gotten the short end of the stick. <laughs> the last three fights, right? Peter Yan is the last three fights. Was is that? I think that was the last fight we had was against. Uh, No, that's uh, four fights. We actually got the win against Corey Sanhagen. Uh, lost to Adjaman Sterling via disqualification. Uh, but let's, let's let's talk about this here in a second. So, Aljamain Sterling got the dub right. And it was obvious there was something wrong with Dillashaw from the get. I mean, you just saw he, 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 you, you watched enough fighting. You know when the guy's shoulders popped out. You saw it with Aaron Pico not too long ago at Bellator trying to pop his shoulder back in. I've seen it plenty of times, right? If you watch enough fights, you'll see it. Um, you saw it. There was something wrong with his shoulder. And he was trying to pop it in all throughout that, pop it back in all throughout that first round. And um, and and Sterling just couldn't get it done. I don't know. I don't know what his game plan was early. I don't know if his team obviously didn't see it. I think right away. I think they, end, they did end up seeing it towards the end of the, the first round. Um, Sterling had his chances. He had his chances to to put him away quickly and he couldn't and it still took him another round in the second round to do it a whole lot of that second round to put him away as well um props to tj dillashaw on that aspect i mean he was tough as hell nails took a lot of damage um and other than the shoulder i think came out unscathed <laughs> but um it was just it was just uh yeah i'm not i'm still not sold at aljamain sterling as a champion and it's just me uh, that's just me. I mean, he lost. I think he lost the last fight against Porter Jan, um, by decision. Was a very underwhelming. Um, does he does he deserve to be in the content in the talks to be up there with a the championship? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, that San Sanhagen fight was very big for him. Um, but that that championship match against Jan was was a sour apple. The sour was a, I don't know how to explain. It was like, it was like tasting wasabi for the first time. I was like, oh, what is this? Cringy. <laughs> so cringy. Um, that, but then from going from that, Peter Yan versus O'Malley fight, great fight. It was a great fight. And my hat's off to Sean O'Malley for, I mean, for pretty much proving me wrong. I didn't think he had it in him. I didn't think he'd be able to stick it in that fight, but he, he fought very well. Um, he was tough, man. He has a chin on him. Peter hit him hard. So let's, let's, I mean, we're going to talk about strikes here in a, in a second, but Peter hit him hard. Peter, Poterjan, whatever you want to call him, 
hit him very hard, and he ate a lot of it. So he's a tough dude. Of course he is. But he didn't win that fight. Let's be honest. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. Let's look ourselves in the mirror. If you're a Sean O'Malley stand boy, um, if you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're throwing out one statistic at me, saying he landed more significant strikes, whatever the fuck a significant strike is, um, let's, let's, let's have this conversation right now. Because we are in an MMA fight. This isn't a kickboxing fight. This isn't a boxing fight where the only thing you're judging off of is significant strikes or strikes in general. As much as I'm not a big wrestling fan, Poteon had the grappling, had the wrestling, had the takedowns, had the takedown control, had the ground control, had the octagon control, which is what you really base these point systems off. I do not know who the judges were. I cannot remember who the judges were. Let me see. Does it tell me? Here we go. I got to pull this. Hold on. I got to make it bigger. I'm going to need damn glasses on. Um, let's see here. Uh, ben Cartledge, 28-29. Sugar, uh, Vito Paolillo, 29-28. No Mercy, Potter Yawn, and 28-29. David Let the Be for Sugar Rashad Evans. Or for Sugar... See, he even steals name, man. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. <laughs> Sugar Sean O'Malley. So David Letheby and Ben Cartledge. Who the hell are these guys? They don't sound like MMA fighters to me. I don't know how these guys were commissioned. I don't know how these guys were chosen. I don't know what their... Uh, let me see if I can find out. I don't know how... Um selection process goes um, for this Ben Cartledge was done UFC fights before uh, let's see That's crazy. I actually do have like a stat of him. See them. So he's done a lot of MMA fights. But they're all within the last year. Let's see. 2021. Well, he does MMA. So this isn't nothing new to him. Let me see if he does any big fights. Maybe the one in yellow are championship fights. No. He doesn't do. A lot of big fights. This is probably the biggest fight he's done. Who else is the other one? Who's the other idiots? David Letheby. How do you say his name? Um, let me see. Cool. I didn't know you had this. Now I can. Um, I'm trying to see you pick a, a fight here that is of some sort of you know, Ozemir versus Craig. I mean, that was kind of no, I mean, so okay. Oh, here we go. 
Yeah, no, it was he was Peter Yan versus Sanhagen was he's so he's done a Yan fight before. Um but that was kind of Peter Yan if I remember right. That was uh, Kiesa versus Magni. So not big big fights aren't really his. I mean, he had Whitaker versus Cannoneer, but that was kind of I don't know. Brian Ortega versus T City. You didn't really need to be judged. I mean, Stevie Wonder could have seen that fight. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see a whole lot of fights within the last year or two that are of some sort of a significance. And um. Let me see if he did any other fights. This he did that. Chikagin, Fioro, twenty nine, twenty eight, Krilov, Petrosian versus Dobson. He did that one this weekend. Twenty eight, twenty eight. He had Rosa, and I didn't watch that fight, so I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I do not get. How, I mean, I I'm. I, you could give one round. I'd say you give one round to O'Malley for sure. Probably that third round, I think. Um, no, I mean I just don't see. I mean I'll watch it again, but I just don't see how Portion lost that fight. Bunch of you know, and I'm seeing I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. A lot of professional fighters as well are like, "How did O'Malley win that fight?" Professional fighters. How did O'Malley win that fight? O'Malley knew he didn't win that fight. Let's be completely honest here. And when I heard Dana, like, a little bit, it was a little bit more, how do I say this? It was a little bit more sus, especially when Dana White was like, oh, I could have had it either way. Dana White has watched these fights so many times. And st- I don't even, I don't, I don't know how anyone could sit there and say that Mel won the fight. I just don't get it. And if you're sitting there bringing up significant strikes, once again, there's more to I. There's more to MMA than just striking. And you know I'm not a big. I love the knockouts. I love making it exciting. But when you there's wrestling, and then there's what Peter Yon did, right? Grappling the takedowns. They were exciting takedowns. Um, it was exciting for the fight. I mean, you got to have someone like O'Malley to have a good fight like that too. And and it was, it was just an exciting fight. It was a good fight, probably fight of the year so far. I don't know, maybe. I I can't think of anything else off the right off the top of my head. Um. Yeah, I can't. But it was great. It was great. It was a great fight. Let's not take away from the fact that it was a great fight, but a bad decision. Let's just leave it at that. Great fight, but bad decision. And um. I. What do you do with what do you do, what do you do with Peter now, right? What do you do with Peter Yan right now? Like, where do you put him? You take him back. You, you, he didn't lose his last two fights. If you, I don't think he lost his last two fights. He shouldn't be in this position, right? He should be having another rematch with uh, Aljamain Sterling. Number three, right? I think that's where you're at. I mean, I think it's, I think it's just. Something has to change with the judging. I'm very, I'm trying. I've been trying all weekend. It's Tuesday now, so I've been trying all weekend to find the words to describe 
what we do here, and I just can't find them. I mean, do you put what is the process of of getting former MMA fighters to judge? I've known Frank Trigg. I think Chris Lieben has done it before. Um, I mean, do you change the rules, make them a little bit more clear cut? Do you change? Do you do you um, do you go all pride and judge the whole fight as a whole? Or do you still go round by round? Um, do you do live scoring? The judges have to put up their scores after every round. I think they did it once. If I'm not mistaken, they did it once somewhere. I want to say maybe, maybe it was Bellator, like Oklahoma or something like that. Um, I can't remember where. I can't remember what, what but they did do it once. I, I think it made a difference. Um, but what do you do? I mean, there's there's a lot you can do. And it, and keep in mind, it's not the UFC. It's not the UFC that determines that. It's the state. It's by state. It's a state commission. It's the it's it's, it's pretty much how it works out. It's a state by state rule. You know, it's it's kind of stupid. There's a lot of universal rules, but there's also rules they add on per state. Like I think there's some states where you can't foot stomp. For the most part, you should be able, you are able to foot stomp. Obviously, you can't soccer kick right now. Um, to the head while to the down opponent. Um, do you add knees and striking to the ground? Um, I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's so difficult. There's so much stuff you could change, but what's the changing process? I mean, we're living by pretty much prehistoric rules here, boxing rules that do not apply to a mixed martial arts fight. Um, Something does have to change, though, for sure. I mean, I don't, I mean, same thing with the Broncos. I'm sitting here beating a dead horse, I think. I don't know how many times I've gone up here and talked about shitty decisions in front of this mic, in front of this camera, in front of this fancy light that I have. I should have multiple lights. This, my other lights went out. So if it looks like a little dark, that's why. Um, where, where do you go to start something like that? Petition? People don't give a shit about petitions. Got people gluing themselves to Ferraris and car shows overseas. And the only thing they're going to think about is like, you just ruined a good fucking car. You dumb fuck. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where you go forward, but it was still a pretty fun weekend as far as sports goes. Um, but I do want to finish up here. Um, I do want to throw a big shout out. Um, to the, San Diego Padres. San Diego Padres um, made me like baseball and actually watch baseball. Um, I did make the trek out there for home opener the first two nights. Um, I had a lot of fun. My friend Tim was actually in London right now. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Great experience. Town of San Diego. Yeah, you know, I'm a San Diego guy. I like San Diego. Um, like, oh, I know, just move there. I can't. I just can't just move there. Much as I'd love to. Um, the world's changing, right? The world's changing. She's expensive. <laughs> and also, I mean, I can't leave my babies. My nieces, I love them to death. It's it, that's a hard part for sure. But shout out to the San Diego Padres who maybe like baseball. And a big shout out to uh, Manny Machado. Uh, Juan Soto came in halfway through the season, uh, made a difference towards the end of that season. Right, that was a good team. 
a good team, obviously because they made it all the way to the NLCS um, against the Phillies and had good shots to beat the Phillies. Um, just our, blast, our bats went flat when our pitching was good and our pitching went flat when our bats were good, which sucks. And um, there, there, has to, there, there has to be complete, complete um, performances all around. Our relieving pitcher was good for the most part, and then we buckled there towards the end. Um, I mean, too bad we couldn't have you Darvish and Musgrove pitching every game. We'd be in good, we'd be in a good, good, uh, good position, but uh, it's just not the case. Um, but big props. I was a good team. It was a fun team to watch all season. Um, props to Manny Machado. I think he's the MVP. Um, Big props to Joe Musgrove. I think he's going to be a Cy Young winner one day. Um, a lot of gold gloves out there. Hassan Kim came in and filled in great for Fernando Tatis, there, especially there in the playoffs. Played very well, hustled, uh, loved it. Hopefully he comes back and hopefully we, we get we, he gets paid. You know what I'm saying? He deserves it. Um, who knows what happens next season, but I'll definitely be there. Opening day, San Diego Padres, and I think it's against the Rockies. So it's going to be a whole lot better to go to that one um, next year. And um, maybe I'll live there by now. By then, who knows? Session, depression coming up. Who knows what happens? Um, But big props to San Diego Padres for for giving me um, a little bit of hope in baseball. You guys know I come in here and talk about baseball. I'm just like, and I got it. Playoff baseball is really fun to watch. And now that the World Series is set, I still, as with me, the Astros versus Phillies. I don't even know if I want to watch it. Those are kind of two fan bases that I'm just like, ugh. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um, but thank you to the uh, San Diego Padres, and hopefully, hey, maybe they fly your boy out to a game, right? Who knows? Um, that's it, man. That's all the breath I have in me right now. <laughs> a lot of stuff to cover, right? I mean. I mean, I could talk about Manchester United, their great performance. They should have won that game. Um, Champions League football is on today. Champions League soccer is on. Uh, actually, starting here pretty soon. Um, World Cup is right around the corner a month from now, a little less than a month. What is it? We're about 25 days out from the uh, World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. I'm doing my about 25 days out uh, from the World Cup. And uh, basketball is full swing. Um, so a lot to talk about here pretty soon. I mean, as far as basketball goes, I mean, I'll, I'll probably bring it up eventually. But I tried watching basketball this weekend. I couldn't, man. I watched the fourth quarter of the Denver Nuggets and the uh, Golden State game um, because it happened Saturday night. I think it happened after the Padres lost. So I was like, oh, I got to watch something else too. Keep my mind off. Um, shout out to the MVP. I think he's on like three, maybe two triple doubles already on the season in four games. Um. Another MVP year, maybe for back to back to back for the Joker. Um, Jamal Murray's back. Um, MPJ's back, but he, I mean, I don't think he's made a lot of difference. Uh, KCP's in the team. Is that his name? KCP? I can't say his whole name. Something Pope. <laughs> I can't say his whole name. It's something Pope. Um, AG50, Aaron Gordon. So we'll see where this takes us. You guys know I'm a big Nuggets fan. Obviously, hometown team. Um, I just wish I could watch them a whole lot more. So we'll see what happens with them, and I'll try to cover as much basketball as possible. But 
But now you're going to see a whole lot of football, a whole lot of MMA, um, boxing. Obviously, no one's making the big fights. All I've been hearing for the last two months is, oh, Spence and uh, Crawford is have agreed to this. Um, now Crawford's fighting someone else. Spence is fighting someone else. Oh, Tank Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia have agreed to framework. Whatever that means, that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, no one's put pen to paper, so that doesn't mean a damn thing to me. And that fight's not going to happen anytime soon. So I don't get my hopes up with any good fights coming up here pretty soon. Lomachenko will fight this weekend. I'll definitely be watching that. He's a good fighter, one of my favorites. Um, but, yeah, keep looking forward. I'm going to make time, um, hopefully, with the new Call of Duty coming out. <laughs> By the way, also big props to the Game of Thrones. Look at it. My Targaryen Cup here. Um, props to Game of Thrones. They put on a great first season. That was fun. And I had to wait two years for that. Now, you know, my problem now with my old age, where I'm getting out of my old age, right? Next month is my birthday. I'm not going to be not, not so young. I mean, not so young buck. Um, I have to wait two years, so I have to stay alive for two years to watch Game of Thrones season two. So, man, I have to work out more. I have to watch what I eat. I have to, um, I have to block out the stress. No one could kill my vibes, so to speak. And that's what I, that's what I have to do. Um, so, um, so yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, follow me, Sports Plus Life, Instagram and Twitter. Miss, uh, Mr. AKA CEO, Instagram and Twitter. Sports Plus Life, uh, TikTok. Uh, YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life, where this podcast will be. And obviously everywhere you get podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, follow your boy. Put it all out there for the uni to watch um, universe. For those of you who don't know slang. Uh, thank you guys so much. I will catch you guys. Who knows? Maybe later this week. Follow me on TikTok. All right. We'll see you guys later.